just like that. <laughs> Smooth segue. Yep. We're back on a beautiful late summer day in late August already. We usually start this podcast like an old Italian car. Mm, it's a rough. little rough. A lot of smoke. Yep. Some backfires. Uh, one of us is leaking something. And uh, at this point, about a minute in, Hunter is usually falling from a <laughs> chair uh, suspended from the ceiling. So we're already ahead of where we were last time. My chair is on the ground today. Two legs. Yeah, two legs. I'm leaning on the wall, That's which fine. is just trying to create some excitement. Got to keep it real. Got to yeah. keep it fun. Absolutely. Uh, okay. That's why we buy old German cars. Uh, Got to keep things exactly interesting. Right. So I was driving home from the gym today, and the, it's less than a mile from my house. And I was going one way, and across the intersection at the stoplight was my car. And a silver 2002 ML500, exactly the same. And I was like, oh, man, this is super cool um, because it looked really clean. It looked exactly like mine. It's like I was looking in the mirror. So I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this guy a thumbs up when I go past. When I drove past and they passed me, like an 85 year old woman oh yeah that's a clean one owner though it was definitely a clean one owner oh yeah but it was exactly what i didn't want it to be <laughs> um that's like so i i don't drive motorcycles i would if i was more masculine if i was more of a man i would drive a motorcycle yeah something old and slow as, as usual but i have a a scooter oh right? yeah a little 50 cc scooter that i've had since high school i've had it since it was new and you know how the motorcycle riders, like the hardcore ones, they'll point, they'll do that cool motorcycle wave. Oh, yeah. Every once yeah. in a while, they like point uh -huh. to the ground when they pass each other. Every once in a while, I'll get a wave from a motorcycle guy, and I feel super cool <laughs> and validated. Um, but I remember a while back, there was, again, same scenario that I had today, a guy on a scooter across the uh, intersection from me at a stoplight. and. Uh, it was so we went past each other and he gave the scooter wave which if you don't know you spin your is, propeller hat close <laughs> close no you sit up really tall and surprised to see the other guy and you do a big goofy wave <laughs> like it's the most exciting thing you've ever seen yeah um so that's more my speed so when i did ride motorcycles for a time uh when people on scooters would try and do the wave to me I kind of thought it was funny, and I wouldn't wave back. Yeah, because I was, I was a tough motorcycle guy. You sure, know me. Sure, no, five I get five it. a buck thirty. I get I'm it. I'm a real tough guy. Yeah, it's it's always it was just funny, the uh, the juxtaposition of the scooter rider and like a hardened Harley rider. Yeah, I'm just not cool enough. Yeah, or a Harley rider that. that thinks he's hardened, but he's not really. That's true. On a, like a, a sport classic, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what's uh, anything new today? You drove the M3 today? I did drive the M3 today. Um, it's awesome. I haven't driven it in like probably been five days. Uh, I've been trying to sell it. I just... I saw it listed. Yeah, I just relisted it. And it was like, I hated doing it. You want to plug it? You want to plug it? Yeah, check it out on KSL. 97 BMW M3 with, uh, be prepared to read a novel if you want to read the description, sure. but I made it as short as I could Yeah. with also 
being able to cover everything I needed to cover. It's a lot to cover. It's got the three-piece BBS wheels that are super cool. Yeah. Well, and I, I really hate when I see a cool car on any, like, any website or car buying platform, and it has, like, a two-line description. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's just, for some reason, that's just not interesting to me. Sure. Even if the car is. Yeah. Like, you don't care about it enough to it's true. It's tell a neglected. story. Come you on. You know it's been neglected. Yeah. Four mismatched tires. Yeah. Just know it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a that's a sad day, uh, but it's a happy day because yeah, know, I'll replace it with something. Everything. Yeah. Every time a door closes, a garage door opens somewhere else. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, first question of the day. Okay. What's the most? What you got for me? Important, or like, uh, wow. What would you say? Like momentous. What's the What's the most important car? That you have driven in uh, oh, in the man. last few years. Yeah, I think for me, important would be like I could go two different ways with that. I could be like important to me, or yeah, okay, like, go go both ways. Okay, uh, I think the most like I don't want to say iconic. I don't think it's an iconic car, but I think a a car that I drove within the last year that was like a serious occasion it was like yeah an yeah, event an event even like even just being around this car for me is an event i'm not a huge lamborghini guy but this was like th- this car specifically mm. being around it just because mm. of the way that it looks and yeah. uh it was uh an aventador svj and yeah. that was that was a special drive yeah I, I drove it like probably twenty five miles. Did you? I didn't know you went that far. Yeah, I put some miles on it, and uh, just having that V twelve right behind your head is like, yeah, it's pretty incredible. Yep, it really is. It's a wild car. Yeah, and I think it's probably the most conspicuous uh, Lamborghini on the road at the moment. It is. I don't know if I was more nervous about me driving it or more nervous as I was looking out the window in every direction and seeing people driving their cars and simultaneously filming me driving. Yeah. I was like, yeah, pay attention to the road. You're going to hit me. Yep. It was. Yeah. But it was, it was a special drive. Super cool. Yeah. I drove an F12 recently V12 up front and that sound brought me back to that. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like an Italian V12. That's such a cliche. What a dumb thing to say. <laughs> but there just isn't. It's they're so good. Yeah. Most is it a cliche if it's like the absolute truth though? Like I, I it mean, still is. But... I think at that point it's an axiom. Is it something that's yeah, just universally okay. accepted and doesn't need to be said? Yeah. 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 I like that better because I feel like cliche for me has a negative connotation. Yeah. Yeah. It, it yeah. uh but uh, a big Italian V twelve, a big Italian engine of any kind, really is. It's like uh, a religious experience. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the other, I think the most important car for me that I drove um, was either uh, probably four years ago, I got to drive a 356 that was pretty incredible. Yeah. Porsche 356. Yeah. Um, was it, yeah. It was a super. 
which was it was pretty cool that is pretty cool yeah black red interior mm. yeah it was it was the right car i the most iconic car for me of all time like my favorite car mm -hmm. is a 356 speedster sure like just the way it looks yeah i, I haven't driven one but after driving the 356 super i can only imagine what it's like yeah uh either that or i also from from salt lake to like lehigh so what is that like 20 miles yeah probably 20, 20 miles 25 miles maybe. yeah i drove uh a 993 turbo and that is that's a pretty special car too there's something about a floor mounted clutch pedal <laughs> yeah that's just i don't know it's but totally way, different yeah but the way those cars feel they're steering uh every gear it's just it's a it's an immersive experience yeah it, i think we talked about this last time but it feels like uh with a lot of new cars, it feels like you are uh, driving, like the car is kind of driving you a little bit. Yeah. But with the older stuff, you feel it's, you feel everything, you hear everything, you're a part of it. And it's so cool. But it's a, it's like a good feeling to be a part of it. There's oh, some cars yeah. I've driven where you like feel every bump in the road and everything, but it's not a good experience. No. This is, yeah. This is good. Both of those cars were good experiences. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What about All you? Right, I yeah. think I know what car you're going to say. Okay. Uh, but I won't ruin it for the listeners. Let's, no, what, no, I want to see. I want to. I want you to guess. I want to see if you're right. Yeah, I um, I 100%. I mean, if I had the opportunity to drive this car, I may never drive another car again mm -hmm. because I know it wouldn't be anywhere okay. near the same experience. Might had to be the Porsche Carrera GT. <laughs> it was the Carrera GT. It's yeah. not even close. I, I've never no. driven anything no. even remotely as cool or uh like. Is there anything that really is cool? I don't think so. No. Because, you know, big Porsche guy. Right. And just the that car, I mean, I've even, I've been in a 918. I've seen a bunch. And that is super cool, but something about the Carrera GT. Oh, my gosh. V10, like, it's yeah. just, it sounds amazing. So, I will say, as a caveat, I never took it out of second gear. And... <laughs> Funny enough, the guy who owns it doesn't know that I drove it, but it was all above board. His wife knows, right? His wife knows, but she said if I ever told anyone, that she would deny it. Yeah, or hunt you down. Or hunt me down. Yeah. Um, but it was so this guy actually he had two of them in his garage. Two. He had two, an orange one and a black one. Um, it's he and a group driver and uh, collector. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, so I was just marveling at them. He had a couple of other really amazing Porsches in his garage, and uh, I was just marveling at them and you know, did some work for he and his wife, and uh, she let me uh, back it out of the garage and take it around the block a couple of times. And it probably like when you were driving the SVJ, yeah. it was the most intimidating uh, experience of my whole life. Yeah, my, The clutch is really heavy in that car. Yeah. And the engagement point is about an eighth of an inch long, right? So it had to be just right. And... I was terrified to not stall it. I was terrified to not just feather it into dust. Yeah. I don't think I did. But yeah. uh, driving around, it was pretty special. Going 50 miles an hour even was next level cool. Yeah, I can't even imagine that. Uh, I honestly, I've never even, I've never even seen one of those in person yet. And it's like, yeah, that's high on my. Yeah on my list of cars to see. Yeah, the other, there's another one, and this one's a little bit more random, but in, uh, I, I used to work at a company, I started a company that was a site selection company. We yeah. helped 
we helped companies relocate to better places. And one of our clients was Celine Automotive. Oh. Um, so they, Celine, yeah, retrofit yeah. uh, Mustangs mostly, but they had started to, or they have started to build their own um, sports cars. So they built the S7, right, a while uh, back. which is just one of the craziest cars ever. But um, they were, when I was there helping them move out of California, they were, they still are in the process of building something called the S1. Yeah. It's, they wanted to compete with a 911, um, and it's just a beautiful little sports car. And I got to take that around their little facility in Seriously? Corona. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, we didn't even get mugged, which was great. Um, <laughs> I lived in Corona yeah. for like a little over six months yeah. as a side note. So. Yep. You spent some time there. Yeah. You know the mean streets of Corona. Yeah. Um, but getting to drive that before it was on sale, before it was really mass produced, I think they had 12 chassis that they had built at that point. Um, being able to drive that around, even though, you know, it's probably not like a, a world changing car. Yeah. Kind of like the Carrera GT. It oh, was there's so few of them. Really, it's not even yeah. yet. And it's beautiful. And it was yeah. really cool to me to be uh, a part of that uh, experience and kind of uh, get to get to do that before anybody else really did. Absolutely. Awesome. That's incredible. And it was a John Player special livery. So it was black and gold and it was so good. Yeah. But that's... I had to smoke eight packs of cigarettes in order to do it. <laughs> right. It's part of the agreement. We might have to talk about iconic liveries on one of these Oh, man. There's podcasts. so many. There's so many good ones. Yeah, there really are. Uh, we have to... So you have to cancel out Martini and Golf yeah, right off the top. And, yeah, that's... Uh, as beautiful as they are. Again, Played one of out? those. Yeah. Overdone? Yeah. Or just like it. It's like what we talked about with the Italian V12s. It's like everybody knows. Everybody knows. Yeah. 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 Loud punked. Yep. yep. Uh, the Rothmans still. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This, this is okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Okay. So that was, yeah, driving that Carrera GT, driving the S1. Awesome life, like automotive life, uh, crowning achievements for me. Yeah. For, to this point. Right. Well, so we've both extensively talked about our, uh, our love of Porsche and how we're doing backstrokes in the pool of Porsche. That's true. Yeah. Um, that is true. Yeah. And we love it. But that is another experience I had recently is uh, I drove a 997. It's just a Carrera 2. You see okay. to it. Uh, okay. But it has an LS3 in it. LS swapped. <gasps> the unholy alliance. <laughs> yeah. What's a... I, I've been trying to decide oh, ever since holy I drove alliance. it. Yeah. If it is like pure Porsche sacrilege or if it was like one of the most fun cars yeah. I've driven in the last I think it, it last at least the last year. I think it can be both. Can I be think both? it can be both. I hadn't even considered both. I think it can be both. And that's such a like a just placating people. Uh but I think it can be both. So if you took an LS swapped 997 on bring a trailer. Right? Yeah. The Porsche purists would Oh, you get endless ridicule. You would. Yeah. They would mail you hate mail probably. Yeah. They would mock you endlessly yeah. with their tweed jackets. Somebody might throw an IMS bear through your living room window. Definitely with a would. note on it. Yep. That's uh, likely. A very carefully worded and perfectly punctuated note, as <laughs> Porsche enthusiasts would do. Yeah. 
But on the other side, you have uh, people who just kind of want to have fun with yeah. their cars and do their own thing. And I think they would see that as like such a cool project because you see, uh, like I've seen a few 944 yeah, the 944, uh, 944s with an LS swap. That's a pretty common one. Because it still maintains that even weight distribution that the 944 is so... Uh, but then you get 400 horsepower instead of 200 horsepower? 200 when it came from the factory. Yeah. Some of those horses have pranced away mm-hmm. since the mid-80s. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it might be both. Yeah, I'm going to have to consider that because it was like... it's got uh, It's got GT3 RS carbon bucket seats in it manual transmission and it's like it's sorted it's well sorted so it's not like it doesn't feel like janky or thrown yeah, together like a frankenstein yeah it feels like a frankenstein a frankenstein it's german <laughs> yes okay it feels uh it feels pretty legit and it is did he is so you cool. did he have it tuned before and then he detuned it a little bit is this the same one so this is um, this is the same car that I told you about previously. Yeah. Uh, but it has a different LS in it now. So the other one, okay. he had a couple of problems with it. Yeah, it had yeah. like a big cam in it, mm-hmm. and it sounded incredible, but it was like pretty. It was pretty difficult to drive. Sure. Um, yeah. So he sent it back to the guy that built it for him, uh, and had a more reasonable. Yeah. Uh, just like a pretty standard LS3 put in it. Okay. And it's... What, why, uh, why did he swap it in the first place? So he was at a car show in like North Carolina or something and saw one of these and was asking about it and drove it. Mm. And he's like, I, I have to have this. Yeah. So the, the guy like, this guy, I can't remember the name of the, of the company. I'll have to look that up and maybe we can put it in the notes of the the podcast but um yeah he like builds these that's that's pretty rad yeah so he'll find he'll find the 997 for you okay um shouldn't be that that, that's mostly what he does is 997s i think he's done a couple 996s um but just people prefer the 997 yeah so but i mean he he also has like he has a 991.2 gt3 rs and yeah so he's got like he has other cars and yeah, he has a. He just wants something a little bit different. Then. A gated six-speed swapped Ferrari F430. Does he really? Yeah. He didn't want the flappy paddles. No, nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> They're extra flappy. They're, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. So that's just it was a, it's a pretty amazing experience. Like, yeah, the flat six is a pretty iconic sound for me. It is. But hearing that sound, and experiencing Porsche dynamics, yeah, is like. It see it's a combination. It's, it's like uh, fusion cooking, right? Fusion yeah. cuisine. Yeah. There's a restaurant on the west side of the valley. It's called uh, Curry Pizza. Oh yeah, those are popping up all over the place. Have you seen this? Yeah. That is such an unholy union of things. Yeah. But they're really good. They work super together. good. Yeah. The guy that owns that is a huge car guy too. Actually. Oh, is he really? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. He also has a, G- a GT3 RS. He likes uh, Italian cars and uh, does India make any cars? He drives a tuk-tuk. Yes! Really? <laughs> With a V12. Yep. Obviously. Yep. Okay. That's great. The tuk-tuk uh, testarossa. Tuk-tuk testarossa? This is getting we'll mild. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're veering off Our ADD course. is kicking in. Oh, right? so hard. 
Yeah. We just both took our uh, our afternoon <laughs> doses of medicine. Yeah. Just... yeah. Okay. So I going along with this story. So I uh, I used to have my office, uh, just an independent consultant, uh, but I had an office up with a real estate company just up the street from the house, and yeah. there are a few guys who are pretty into cars there, and there's a uh, partnership. And I won't say their names, but they're pretty dynamic, and yeah. they they do a lot of business. Yeah. And uh, just look at uh, any drive down I-15 and look to your left or look to your right and you'll know. Yeah. But uh, this is not, it's not uh, rhymes with Schmrandon. It's not him. <laughs> it's a different guy. So he, uh, so Brandon has his beautiful uh, 991 uh, Targa. Yeah. His Targa. It's just GTS. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a white one in there. So Brandon's all blacked out. Yeah. There's also a white one. Uh, in the garage, and I know whose it is. Okay. And uh, it's it's beautiful. I, I'm a big white car guy, and I really like it. Uh, so I was uh, riding up the elevator uh, to the office with the gentleman who owns this car, mm-hmm. and I was asking him about it, and he said he loves the big V8 in the back because it oh, it just no. gets uh, you put your foot into it, and you can hear it. And uh, and I didn't correct him because I was too yeah. shocked and embarrassed. But it was so funny. Yeah, some things just aren't worth correcting. You no, just got to let them go. There was there was too much education. We were already almost to the floor that we were going to, and it was so stinking funny. Oh man! So that was kind of the the running joke. Yeah, uh, those those videos make some serious power. Oh man, it was it was good. Yeah, speaking of Porsche sacrilege. <laughs> yeah, it was so <laughs> shy. Uh, good guy though. Really love him yeah. or her. We don't know. Right. Yeah. No. It's... Um. <laughs> I do love the Targas, though. There's something special about Targa. That yeah. that silver Targa hoop yeah. just makes... I want to paint one on my wife's Highlander. Because <laughs> you could. I wish one. We could do cool. it after this podcast. I've got some spray paint. Yeah. Okay. Make what it happen. Yeah. Um, all right. Speaking of that... Speaking of embarrassment. Yeah. Speaking of embarrassment, painting a Targa hoop on your wife's car. That's... It's not embarrassing. That's cool. Yeah, it's borderline. It's borderline. Uh, yeah, but speaking of that... Uh, question I want to talk about today is what is the most embarrassing thing that you've done or has happened to you yeah. while driving a car? Yeah, well, I'm going to have to keep it kid-friendly. Because, uh, right. Obviously, I made out one time in a car. It was pretty <laughs> hot and heavy. Um, I was hot and she was heavy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is this this happened in high school and I'll preface it with so we're in utah our culture is very unique here in the state of utah yeah and in high school there are you know high school dances things like that um and the way that people in utah ask somebody to a dance is supposed to be a spectacle it's supposed to be like a skit show almost yeah where there's like treasure hunts and uh choreography it's absolutely asinine i'm pretty sure they came up with a word for it like it was on the news one year they call it like prom or something like yeah. that yeah that i mean i love where i live and the people i live around yeah can we please cut this out <laughs> so I, I i don't even remember so i had a pretty big and tight group of friends in high school uh boys and girls yeah um and we so we all kind of you know we would kind of keep it in that group and we would change who we would ask on dates and things like that and so we got it in our heads as boys that we wanted to ask the girls um 
I don't even, honestly, I don't even remember what the purpose was, but we all dressed in tights and tutus. We found tutus and tights that fit us, okay? And uh, we had on, like, tight tank tops, um, which for me was fine because I looked like I was 14 anyway, so it didn't really matter. <laughs> right. It wasn't hard for me to find tights, right? So we all are gearing up to go ask our uh, dates, promposaling right. to our dates. Um, and we stopped at 7-Eleven and we were in my friend's 1988 Ford Tempo. Oh, cherry. That is, oh. we called it the Tempo of Doom. <laughs> so maybe that's what I'll replace my cars with. You should. Yeah. It was bad. So there were five of us in it. There might've been six of us in it. Yeah. Um, depending on the statute of limitations. Um, so we decide that we're going to go in, grab a quick snack i guess before we go yeah to ask uh these girls to prom um so we're all there we park in the parking lot we hop out of the car my buddy forgets to put the temple of doom in park okay so he jumps out <laughs> the car goes up over the curb straight through the front windows of the 7-eleven like pushes seriously yep pushes Whoa. the whole front window into the first aisle of and it's like 11 30 night so there's nobody in there but it windows shatter it is a huge thing. Police, firemen come. Yeah. And we're all there dressed in our tutus with a car sticking out of the front <laughs> of the 7-Eleven. Oh and the police, the police show up. And, you know, there's five teenage boys dressed in tutus and a car sticking out of the front of the 7-Eleven. Not just any car. The Tempo of Doom. The Tempo of Doom. And, uh could not have been more embarrassing because we all had to take sobriety tests. Seriously? We had to make, yeah, they had to search the car for drugs. They had to oh. go through all of these things. These guys to make have sure. high. Yeah. And turns out we were just really stupid. Um, <laughs> Same difference. Yeah. So we, my friend got a pretty big ticket and uh, his dad had to come and pick us up. And I think driving home with his dad was maybe more embarrassing than yeah. Because his dad was the dean of a local college uh, at that point. So he's a pretty well-respected member of the community. And he didn't say a dang thing the whole drive. He just <laughs> shook his head. Sometimes there was nothing to say. There was nothing to say. We were so embarrassed. So that is, I mean, of the myriad of stories, embarrassing things that have happened, that's number one. Yeah. It was pretty bad. That's pretty solid. Haven't been able to wear a tutu since. What about you? What you? I should have told my story first. It's hard to, it's hard to follow that up. Um, oh, and uh, as a cherry on top, yeah, our parents still don't know that story. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, won't, we won't share this podcast. Well, if we don't share this podcast with them, then nobody will listen to it. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> this will go out to nobody. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I have a couple stories. But um, I'm trying to decide on which one. Uh, do you want the story involving a 997 Turbo, a Porsche Macan, or mm. my first car, the Volvo S70? Mm, I think I think there's room for two. Because I, I want to hear the S70, but I know the 997 one, and it's sh short and it's intense. So we can do both. Okay, sounds good. Uh, the S70... Right after I graduated high school, I went and stayed with... Uh, Did the S70 have a name, by the way? 
yeah, Sal. You nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Sal. The Sal. least Scandinavian name of all time, by the way. Yes, it was. Uh, I did not name it. I inherited the name. Oh, from my sister, yeah, from Abby. Abby owned the car before okay. I did. Okay. And she named it, and I couldn't change the name. You can change the name of a dog. I don't think you can change the name of a car. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I, uh, my buddy, his dad had, like, a Marriott timeshare, and we went and stayed up on Main Street in Park City. Yeah. And I was like, well, he's cool covering, place. yeah, I was like, he's covering that, so I'm going to drive. Mm-hmm. So we drove the Volvo S70. Up the canyon. Up the canyon. Busiest canyon uh, in the United States, by the way. Yes, and somehow that is not the most embarrassing part of the story, is uh, driving that car up the canyon as slowly as I had to. But one night we were like, oh, we're going to go to the top of Guardsman Pass. (laughs) And like, just, there's there's a pretty good viewpoint up there, so we're going to go up there. So we drove up there, no problem. And then... So you got to explain a little bit what Guardsman Pass is. So Guardsman Pass is like, if you go up to one of the ski resorts, yeah, it's like yep. the very top. There's a road that in the winter, I think is a cat track. It is cat the, track. For one of the ski runs. Mm-hmm. But you can drive up and over and then it goes in. If you go down the other side, it goes into like Park City yep. area. So it's like... So it takes you from the east side of Salt Lake Valley into Park City. Yeah. And the road is, was it paved? Then I know it's paved now. Most of it was paved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so luckily it hadn't started snowing or anything yet. Uh, but yeah, so we drive up there. We're hanging out. We're like, we've probably been up there for like, we'll stay up there for like 30 minutes because turns out it was freezing. It, yeah, um, not warm. Yeah, but there were a couple other people that came up and then their ride left that they wanted to stay. They like met us up there. Yeah. So... Um, there were a few extra people in my car. Sure. Uh, and we were going down back towards like Park City Main yeah, Street. Yeah. And as you approach uh, Main Street, there's a stop sign. Yep. Yep. I and, know where it is. Uh, there's a roundabout there now, but it was a stop sign then. And we're approaching the stop sign. And it's like, it's probably like 11 o'clock at night. Okay. And I can see like headlights facing, you know, in all directions. Sure. So there are other people at the stop sign. Okay. like waiting to go or whatever and i'm coming towards the stop sign and i'm like braking and then i'm pushing a little farther Mm -hmm. on the brake and i'm getting closer to the stop sign and i'm pushing harder (laughs) on the brake and we're slowing down but it got to the point where i was like i am not (laughs) stopping at this stop sign no matter what i do oh my gosh and all my friends like they're chatting or whatever and then it just like goes quiet because they, they, they realize know. what's happening. They're starting to come to. And you can see them like tensing up in their seats a little bit. Yeah. So I just start like laying on the horn <laughs> of my car as I like. And so I was I screaming. If I went through the stop sign at, like 25 or 30 miles an hour. Yeah. Like, okay. People are like, okay, something, something was wrong. Sure. But by the time we got to the stop sign, I was still trying to break. Yeah. So we were going like five ten miles an hour and just like <laughs> creeping through just yeah. basically creeping through but at that point my foot was all the way down <laughs> so i could not like there was no chance i was stopping zero chance but we're going like yeah somewhere between five and ten miles an hour just slow enough for everybody else at the stop sign to see to make all eye contact with all of you yeah and then so we went and we like go park underneath the hotel in the parking garage. Mm-hmm. I kid you not, we came out the next morning to get in the car, and the entire parking garage still smelled like the brakes <laughs> from my Volvo. 
and it was just like them. yeah and there were like yeah the people that came up to meet us they ended up riding back with us i didn't know super well oh yeah so it was like with my buddies i was like whatever this yeah. is an awesome story and with sure? those people i'm pretty sure they went to like corner canyon so oh probably, yeah like mm-hmm. driving bentley's yeah <laughs> to high school yeah so they're like this kid in his s70 yeah he can't even stop at a stop yeah. sign my nanny drives a volvo better than this yeah yeah so that was uh that was the volvo story just that is creeping hilarious. through a stop sign but okay. not being able to stop okay so yeah we're big volvo family right we are we big volvo we're family. all yeah. I don't know. so i had my second car that i ever owned yeah i guess no third because i bought the porsche and then the volvo okay right s40 yeah one of my favorite cars ever i loved it yeah little tiny volvo yeah tough um i was driving this is a super similar story yeah i was driving to school driving to college um it was a super snowy day um i was driving down a hill on a highland drive just past bangle boulevard yeah uh it's you know uh 9 30 10 in the morning a bunch of cars on the road yep probably about an inch of snow on the road too <laughs> um and i there's a stoplight middle of the hill yeah okay and it's red so i same thing go to stop nothing <laughs> nothing happens um and there so there are three cars in front of me at the stoplight yeah so i am about 50 yards away i'm probably only going 15 miles an hour because it was pretty snowy right but i was continuing to go 15 miles an hour towards the back of these cars and as they grew closer for what seemed like 25 or 30 minutes. Right. Like I've seen from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Exact same. Okay. I was, I, so I remember the thought process in my head of like, what is my insurance going to do when I plow into the back of these three cars? If you have time to think about that. It was bad. Yeah. So I start jerking the wheel to the left. Nothing is happening. <laughs> Literally nothing is happening. So I am hard on the brakes. Have it cranked to the left as far as it will go. Um, I get to about 30 feet behind the cars and my car starts to swerve a little bit to the left. Yeah. So I barely make it out and around, but I'm still not slowing down. So I get around this car and I'm almost to the intersection. So I'm cranking the wheel back to go straight because now I'm in oncoming traffic. Right. And I'm staring, making eye contact with the guy that I'm certainly going to plow head on into now across the intersection. And he's given me the hands up, like, what are you doing? And I think he saw the terror on my face because pretty soon he grabbed his steering wheel and was bracing for impact yeah but i veered the wheel back to the right and skidded out and around so i somehow slalomed through the intersection without getting hit around these two uh the oncoming and the cars that i was right behind uh made it to the bottom of the hill pulled over in the it was a gas station parking lot cried (laughs) went straight home and uh, that was that was pretty wild. So Volvo's yeah. good thing they're safe. It is a good thing they're safe. Yeah, but that's a uh, that's two good Volvo stories. Remarkably similar. Yeah, late model white Volvos driven by idiots. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that was like Kimi Raikkonen move. It was. Yeah, it was. Ice okay. very Ice Man like. Yeah, because I was yelling gloves, gloves. <laughs> Come on, drink, get me the drink. <laughs> my drink is not working. It's not working. <laughs> oh um, my gosh. Okay, quit. I, I got to tell the nine nine seven story super quick because this one's embarrassing too. Um, 
because I had just driven literally 10 minutes before I had driven a 997 C4S. It was a manual. Then I finished, I got in a, this was a 997 turbo. There was also a manual. Um, and, but this, the guy that owned it had done a couple things to it. Um, so it was a little bit faster. And then, uh, but I was driving it with somebody that was like, they drive on the track a lot. So they're a good driver, like a lot of experience. And one of the things the guy that he had done to this 997 was uh, a short a short shift kit, like a short throw shift kit. Yeah, right. So just the distance between the gears right. when you're shifting is a lot shorter. For, that, for those that don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're on a hill. And this is before like the... The hill assist or yep. whatever. Yeah. So freaking driver aids. Right. So as soon as you take your foot off the brake, you're rolling back. And yep. if you're not like good at driving a manual, and you've you, got to have that timing perfect. Yeah, you can find yourself in some trouble. So with the short shift kit, I thought I was in first, but I was in third on a hill, and I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like last week your nine fourteen story where you're trying to like what is happening? Yeah, but I was on a hill, so yeah. there was like. Yeah. You could have revved it to the moon and not gone I'm anywhere. at 7,500 RPM. This is not normal. <laughs> yeah. And this guy is like, he's like holding on to the seat a little bit. Like, what is this? Like, maybe he thought I was in first and I was yeah. like, just eventually going to just drop the clutch. Smoke pouring out of the... Yeah. So I think I ended up killing it like three times before I figured out what the problem was. Mm. I just like, I put my hands, both hands on the steering wheel and just like, whew, just took a deep breath. <laughs> And then I like moved the, yeah, I moved the shifter around and then I was like, oh, oh my gosh, man. clicked it into first and just yeah. like drove away. That is too funny. But that, that guy, is... I never got in a car with that guy again. Yeah. And I'm Rightfully still so. to this day, mm-hmm. he probably thinks I'm curled up in a basement somewhere. Yeah. I mean, technically you are. That. Oh, dang. You're not thinking about it, but yeah. Yeah. That is, that's probably that's the whole reason now. Yeah. That was, that was a real, uh. Nothing. Yeah, it's a real bummer. It's hard to be uh, in a situation like that when you're with the guy who owns a car. Yeah, because you want to play it off like you know what you're doing. Um, but then things like that happen. I get it. Yeah, but it's that actually it. kind of reminds me of the. I bet earlier we were talking about like some of the most intense things yeah. we've ever done in a yes. car, and I feel like some of the things that come to mind are like speed related. Not that we ever speed on the road. No, I've we never gone on the speed limit. No. Uh, sorry, Your no. moped won't. It will not physically. <laughs> Neither will my Mercedes. Do you know how many speeding tickets I've gotten in my life? Zero. Probably. Zero. Yeah, zero. Okay. I have two. And That's one of them was hard. in an FJ Cruiser with like a six-inch lift and yeah. giant tires. And I don't Unfair. know how I got yeah. that. Speedometer was calculated incorrectly. Yeah. Calibrated. Something. Yeah. Something. But... Um, I think the most intense thing I've ever done was not speed related at all. It was uh, like two and a half, and it's been three years now. I've worked at uh, one of the local Porsche dealerships. Yeah. Um, and we had a 991 Speedster. So wild. That, right. So they made, um, I think they made, how many of those did they make? It was like, 1500 and mm. yeah no I, I no know it was... no it's like 1948 i think oh yeah because of the anniversary of Porsche yeah, the anniversary. yeah something like that um so it's pretty a pretty low number car uh probably like 
the one I was driving, the way that it was specced, it was probably like a, it was probably like a three fifty car. Okay. Um, by the time it was being purchased, it's a pretty pretty big number for a Porsche. Yeah, and the the showroom at the dealership is like pretty tight. It's a small showroom. It is a small showroom, and somehow they squeeze like seven cars on there. Yeah, but so, typically there's a there's like a place in the showroom where they have three like. The yeah. three focal piece cars, right? Yeah, and it's like, I mean, you're moving furniture, and it's like still like a seven or eight point turn, probably. So how many? How much space is between each car? Uh, enough to be able to open. You can open, like, the car in the middle, you can open the doors all the way. But, but if you it. have those open all the way, you can barely open the ones on yeah. the other two cars. Yeah, that, so, that sounds about right. Yeah, so it's it's pretty narrow. Um, and of course to get like the middle car in the showroom to get it off, you've got to move like five other cars. <laughs> yep. So like Tetris. I was tasked reverse. with, uh, removing this 991 Speedster from the, from the showroom. But the guy that purchased it was there. Sure. Watching me move it off the showroom and all of those, all the 991 Speedsters are manual transmission. So I'm like trying in this tiny space to maneuver this $350,000 car yeah. while he's watching, just standing there with his arms folded, and the thing blank is, face. It's not just that. It's the cars on the other side too. The cars on right. either side. Yeah. So There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. So I'm like, okay, don't kill it and let it lurch forward or backwards and slam into something. Yeah. And try not to make the entire showroom smell like the clutch is on fire. Yep. And uh, that was probably the most intense thing I've ever done in a car. Did you nail it? I did actually. Like 100% honest, I nailed it. That's awesome. And I was super stoked about That's it. That's so good. But, and the guy, like, we had probably like five or six of those roll through. Yeah. Like kind of all the customers that bought, like, that buy all these cars are super cool. This guy is like cool but just super intense like no nonsense sure so yeah it was it was pretty brutal i was i was sweating yeah were bad. you the only guy they trusted to do it i was yeah i, I yeah i hate to admit that but no I, it is what it is yeah i and not because like the people that i worked with that did the same thing were good but i was the only one that like i drove a manual transmission every day yeah the other people didn't yeah, you like, knew it yeah i could do it and so it was like a lot of times I felt super lucky because I got to drive some cool cars to but do different things. It's high consequence, right? Yeah. Yeah. So with great power comes great comes responsibility. Great liability insurance. Yeah, great liability. Yeah, that's more. Because Mako more is not taking a 911 Speedster. They mm -hmm. might. Most likely not. They might. Yeah. But yeah, that's probably the most intense thing I've ever done, which I feel like I tensed up telling that story. And yeah. My whole demeanor has changed. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're it sweating. Was, it was legit. It is legit. Yeah. I know. I was trying to think of uh, of uh, you know aside from that that Volvo story that I told was pretty intense because it was just me uh, in the car. It was one of the first experiences I had where I felt out of control. Felt like there was nothing I could do about yeah. the situation I was in. And I did not like it. Um, and there, were, I've, I've been kind of going back and forth in my head of because uh, there's one experience I had. Again, driving a Porsche mm -hmm. 9 and 6, uh, way too fast when I was way too young. Uh, and that was, the more I look back on that, the more intense it's gotten. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't intense at the time because I was young and dumb. Right. Um, 
but I think the one to me that sticks out the most is, uh, so I, I played tennis in my youth. I was a pretty decent tennis player. Um, that's an understatement. And, but... <laughs> uh, I, so I was, I traveled all over, uh, the country playing and in, I was, was pretty it? decent, but I traveled all over the country. Well, well, listen, you can travel all over the country and not be good. Right. You just travel all over all the mini golf courses. Yeah, too. that's exact. See, you can do that right. sort of thing. Okay. Um, valid. Yeah. So I, uh, there was a tournament in Denver, a nationals in Denver. Um, I think it was at the, the end of April. Um, and we, dad and I decided to drive to it. Um, and it, it's a, usually a pretty fun drive to go to Denver. Yeah. I've done it in a couple of different things and, uh, it's a pretty fun drive. Um, the weather can get a little bit inclement going up over a few of those passes. Absolutely. Um, and we had just bought a brand new Lexus ES 300. Oh, it was yeah. so choice. I think it was, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. It was to that point, like the nicest car I had ever driven. Absolutely. And I love driving it. It actually was super nice. Yeah. So they, we decided to drive that car. Uh, dad, uh, our dad had had a stroke about a year before that. Oh, um, yeah. so he was getting back to the point where he could drive, but he felt more comfortable if I was driving and I was fine with it. Um, until we got, <laughs> we got to the mountains and we got pretty high up uh, this pass, um, and it was still it was a four lane highway. It yeah. wasn't super narrow or anything like that, but it started snowing and sleeting, super heavy. And uh, it was about six thirty seven at night, so it was there was still a lot of traffic. Yeah, lots of big trucks uh, going up over the pass. They all had chains on, um, and it snowed so much that eventually there was about seven or eight inches of snow on the ground. Oh my gosh. And I was 17 at the time. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe still 16, but right, you know, right around that age, didn't have a ton of experience driving. And, uh, there were a few times when the back end got a little squirrely in that little front wheel drive <laughs> Lexus. Yeah. And, Lift uh, off oversteer is what that is. I definitely. Think. I think it was torque steer starting to <laughs> snap the wheel out of my hands, but it, uh, there were a few points where, you know, the whole time dad was kind of coaching me and, oh no, this isn't that big of a deal. This isn't that bad. There were a couple of times when I looked over and he was pretty wide eyed, <laughs> like holding the hand, yeah. uh, the, the hand, uh, the handle on the side of the door. And, uh, it was pretty stinking intense. And yeah. then coming over the backside, uh, was similar. And it, I, I don't know what he was thinking, letting me drive over that thing. Yeah. But it was wild. Yeah. But I actually, so the tournament. Did you have a beard when you came down the other side because of how I did have a beard. Manly you became after yeah. that. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, a grizzly long beard. beard. Chest hair poking out of my uh, V-neck tennis sweater. Um, but I that tournament the next day. Yeah. I got some stomach flu or something. Oh. It was. So you couldn't even play. In the I tournament? slept in the bathtub three of the nights. Oh. And I took second in the tournament. It was the oh. like one of the best tournaments I've ever played. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Your back's against the wall, I it guess. Was, my back was against... Or your butt's against the toilet. Yeah, seat. my back was against the floor most <laughs> of the time. But that was intense, man. Yeah. Driving that Lexus up over the top like that. That sounds super... That's not the car for that uh, for that job. No, it was not. Okay. Um, we're, I think we're running slightly low on time here. It's but true. But I think the one last thing we need to talk about is... Again, these are just conversations that we actually had that yep. we kind of decided to record. For posterity's sake. Right. And we were talking about like guilty pleasure cars, cars that yep. we cars that we shouldn't so we're we're big car guys. Yeah. Are there cars that we like that 
would be frowned upon in the greater car community. Yeah, maybe in the community in general. In general, <laughs> Ford Ranchero. Yeah. Oh, maybe I need to change mine. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't, did you and have... You, so I've what been, were you talking about? I've been racking my brain because I, drive, I pretty much just drive things that I like. Yeah. Regardless of what other people think, for the most part. Yeah. My wife has to be mostly on board. Um, you know, and I, uh, the only thing that I might be a little bit ashamed of is a first generation Audi TT. Oh yeah. Okay. I, for whatever reason, I've always really loved the first gen Audi TT. Yeah. Little, it like even before they put the spoiler on it, it stopped it from being a death trap. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It has kind of, it always had kind of a 356 vibes to me. I, okay. I could actually see that. Um, just really lightweight and simple and kind of a symmetrical shape. Yeah. Design was really purposeful. I just, I really like it. Yeah. And I think if I drove one now, people would probably make fun of me. It's like a, a Miata for somebody who doesn't know that the Miata exists, probably. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's a... Uh, that was probably I, as guilty as I, as I feel. But even then, I would drive one and be totally fine with it. Yeah, I gotta be honest, I don't, I don't love those. But I understand... I, I understand. Right. I understand. Right. Yeah, I think mine is like partially because of where we live in Utah. Um, Subarus have an interesting uh, stigma or... Community. It's a cult. It's a cult. Yeah. And there's like different, there's like an Outback cult, Forester cult. Cross Trek, people who don't know where they belong. Yes. Uh, But the cult that I'm kind of like veering into is the like early 2000s to mid 2000s stis or the wrx if it's the hatchback sure but like everyone you see is like clapped out to the max yep yep back seats removed yeah it's there's a cob access port (laughs) in the window that you can see with some (laughs) with some pet boys boost gauges Mm -hmm. along the the a -A pillar yep it's like, yeah, there's just this uh, pretty stereotypical, and I don't have anything against those no. people. No, of course I'm not. I'm not one of them. Yeah, you don't vape? I don't. I do not. There's something inherently uh, wrong to me about sticking things in your mouth that shouldn't be there. Cotton candy flavored smoke? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but I just, I love those, and I want, yeah. one, I want a bone stock one. Like a 2006, 2007 STI with that blue suede interior. Yeah. But stock. Yeah. Is like so appealing to me. But because of the place we live, everyone you see is like. Yeah. It just makes you like cringe a little and you want to like hit someone or vape. Or vape. (laughs) Hit that jewel. Um, What about, uh, I had a friend in high school that drove a Subaru Brat. That is a what about whole that? another level. No, that's, yeah. I mean, there's really only one way to describe that. This is a family-friendly podcast, but those yeah. are just badass. They are so cool. Yeah. Right? We, he had yeah. he even had the rear-facing seats in the oh, bed. Oh, yeah. Where your head stuck up a foot and a half above the roof. Nobody knows how that was legal. Uh, they did Maybe it, it wasn't. They did it to avoid the... Uh, the chicken tax, we can talk about that in a further episode. <laughs> okay. But the United States banned the import of uh, pickup trucks. Oh, yeah. And that was considered a pickup truck until they bolted those terrifying death trap seats <laughs> in the back. 
Yeah. So they're like, oh, no, yeah, that's, that's fine. The Brat is so cool. Had a spare tire in the engine bay on right. top of the engine. Like how, yeah, nobody knows how that's. But then when you're doing, when you're racing it, yeah, uh, you have a you warm were... tire in the engine bay. Ready for traction. Yeah, because those are, those are purebred racing machines. Yeah. He loved that car, though. Yeah. Oh, I bet. They're so cool. Yeah. I, so I don't know. It's funny because I don't think I'm ashamed of liking anything. Yeah. I know we are like, and we both like have such eclectic car taste. Yeah. That it's, if you're ashamed of it, then like we would just wouldn't drive cars. Yeah. I don't care what you drive. Yeah. Well, I notice what you drive, but I don't, it doesn't right. face me at all. Do you love it? Great. Good. Good. Yeah. But are you going to shame me for mine? Not great. Right. Let me do my thing. <laughs> exactly. Don't tread. On my old Mercedes. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, good times. Absolutely good times. Let's yeah. uh let's wrap it up and we have some fun stuff for the next episode. We some have some super have... fun stuff. These are like our first few and we're kind of just getting a feel of like how to do these, but we have some fun stuff in the works once we get a few of uh got a few celebrity well not celebrities, but guests. Yeah, we have some some really cool guests actually that I think people will find super interesting. Yeah. So um yeah smoothing things out so, sounds good man see you good. next see you next week <laughs> all right we'll see you all right